Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Hello, everyone. I'm Kathy Paper. Today, uh, kicking off the All-Star Networking Show at Midtown Global Market, as always, the trusty producer by my side, Matt Tell, the head of the uh, executive director of the Friends of the Global Market. Please check out this organization that supports all the good work happening here at the Midtown Global Market in South Minneapolis. Joining me today is Nikki winter Teetle. Nikki, give a little hello to our listeners. Hello, listeners. Happy to be here. So, Nikki and I are going to have a whirlwind conversation. I'm just holding, you, warning you all now. We went to high school together, and both of us are talkers, and we will have a lot to say about networking. But, Nikki, I'm so happy to have you here. You are doing a phenomenal job with your business, with your life, with everything. And um, I love that our sons are good friends, little hunting friends, right? Yes. So, um, I just, I want to start talking about networking just as you've built your business or any kind of life lessons. I was telling uh, Nikki on the way in, I think of her often, she told me to always prepare the night before for the meetings ahead of time when she had worked at General Mills, which I do is lay out what I need to have ready for meetings or get my digital files organized. So always pearls of wisdom, Nikki. But, um, what kind of a role has networking played for you in your career? Yes, so I am a small business owner, financial planner, and I've been doing this for 27 years, and I have literally had to kind of build my business from the ground up like many small business owners. So networking is essential for me. It is the way that I acquire my clients and grow the business. And I think no matter what you do, whether you're a programmer or an artist or work in a corporate setting, we all need networking. We can get mentors from networking. We can learn new skills. We can find job opportunities. Or we can just find new friends, new fun things to do. I love it. I mean, just that you've built it all, you know, making all those connections. A lot of people are really nervous about the word networking. So they hear that word and they just think it's something slimy or they don't like it. Um, do you call it networking or do you have a different way of framing it for yourself or how did you get so comfortable with it? Yes, I, I like to call it rainmaking a little bit too, but I know that can sound corny to people, but I get it. It's that idea of slapping a name tag on your blazer and walking into a room of a hundred strangers and you and I as extroverts love that, but even us, I mean, that's hard to do. And when you're a little bit introverted or a blended personality, it's really tough to think about networking that way but it, it can be just something as simple as having coffee with a single person or attending a group event where maybe there's an activity there a sport or a, some kind of a interest that you all share accounting golf whatever it might be so I, I think that you have to make networking fit for your personality and what you're comfortable doing and I would argue even people like you and I that are very extroverted it still can be intimidating to walk into a room of 100 people not knowing a single soul. That, that's not easy for anybody. Right, right. No, I just, I just did it last night, and I walked into a room, and there were 
uh, 40 people I had never seen before. I knew one. Um, so I actually did my homework so that I was a little bit more comfortable to know who worked at which companies, who might be there, a little more background prep. But um, go back for a second because it's a great idea of the shared interests. Yes. You know, when you said that, how did you, how did you know who to take to coffee? Yes, and, and kind of how did I build my network? Yeah. Yes, so what I did was I made a list of everything that I was interested in, and I did include sports. You and I share a love of tennis and golf a little bit, but I looked at um, volunteering, what causes were important to me, children, families, maybe it's politics for you. I looked at um, any other hobby, some kind of avocational interest. Maybe you like to make quilts or do photography. And so I, I made this list of every single thing. I have a marketing background, and I really love the marketing discipline and the old school principles, as well as all the new world of e-commerce and digital marketing. And I, I literally just started joining every group that I could find that, that fit my interest list. So a golf league, a a junior league of St. Paul volunteering kind of situation, um, the ad fed in Minneapolis. And so I, I will admit when I started out, I did put a lot of irons in the fire, but it was really a great way to meet a ton of people. And I just, again, made sure that every single thing I was involved in, I felt some passion for. And so that makes it easy to walk into the room knowing that you have the shared interests in some capacity with people. Okay, it's so great. The the shared the shared passion and I get think that word again. You and I are uh, whirlwind talkers and connectors, but I love that you made a list of things you were interested in and starting with things where you could share that with people. What about those are the the good days of going into those groups? Did you did you find any challenges along the way as you were building that network? Or? I would say what maybe what my strategy was ended up being a little bit of a challenge because I did get involved with so many different things. I found myself stretched a little thin, and I realized it's hard to make an impact or really get to know people if you aren't involved. And so it was kind of the good part of it and the bad part of it together was realizing, okay, maybe I've chosen a few too many things, but it was really great to sample. And and whether that was, do I just enjoy taking a single person out to coffee or do I love going to play in this golf league? So then I pared back a little bit and honed my list and that made the difference. Then I, I took a leadership role when I could, got on if there was a board, you know, the obvious one, everyone always says, do membership because then you get to know all the other people. I think it's also good to do fundraising. It's kind of the hardest job and no one ever wants that one. If you have it in your skill set and your mentality to do that, people really appreciate it because you've got to have the money to drive the organization. Mm-hmm. Okay. They so, so great. I'm smiling. I mean, <laughs> Matt, I do have a little bit of the Cheshire grin smile only because one, I feel like we're having lunch back in high school together here at the Midtown Market. But two, um, just everything you're saying about the the challenge being almost you got overextended. Yes. So in that enthusiasm at the beginning, 
and then you you scaled it back to be like, okay, how can I get involved more deeply? And yes. say again, the two committees, you said it, once you're part of an association to oh, do, was it yes. fundraising and um, membership? Yes, fundraising and membership, I think, are two good suggestions. And again, follow your heart. If if you're a creative and you want to work on the design, you know, the invites or the decor, you should do that. But membership is a good tip just because it, it, your job is to be the goodwill ambassador and to get to know all the people. Great. So it's a good double. So potentially I could say anyone listening that loves the global market, Midtown Global Market could call Matt and say, I want to get involved in your fundraising and help with the Midtown Global Market so that we can have sponsorships. And Matt is saying we would love that. So there's a way to plug in because the power of the community and the connections. Absolutely. And just one thing to add, just going back to... Um, kind of that fear of networking that is unnatural. I think you have to go with whatever networking you do with pure intention. And what I mean by that is we know that we're there to meet people and to grow ourselves in some capacity. But I also, I don't like to walk around as that smarmy, hey, I'm Nicole, I'm a financial planner. Do you want to roll over your IRA? You know, do you want to buy some stocks? And so I think that if you are true to yourself and your personality, people will get to know you. And and what I always just tried to do was do the best job that I could and do do well, work hard for the organization or if I'm at the at a one-on-one preparing, as you said, doing research on the people. And so then I think the true you comes across and then people know, okay, this is the kind of person that I want to do business with or mentor or hire or something like that. So do it with pure intention. No, that's great. That's great. The pure intention and authenticity is a word people use a lot. And again, that's why I'm sort of beaming is, you know, you've always been a go-getter since, you know, high school (laughs) days and tennis and golf. And we do have to talk more golf because I put that on my list of things I want to learn how to do more effectively. Me too. (laughs) Speaking of of that, of just thinking about things you've learned from other people, you know, along the way, you said you networked to find a mentor. Any thoughts about about how you've expanded to kind of places you can learn things? Yes, um, definitely. You know, I'm so fortunate to have a variety of clients that as much as I try to follow markets and tax trends and different things, legislation, my clients teach me a lot too. So I'm, I'm very lucky to have them, but having experts in my field, other advisors, other consultants to the industry, but there's nothing better than, you know, being involved with a board of Midtown or, or going and playing golf with people that do other, completely other things where you can really learn. Kind of the main thing that I've taken from all of that and all those different people and you can tell I'm a talker. We're talkers, but it's actually to the power of listening and being a good listener. And I know I'm really only supposed to have one thing, maybe that's the number one. No, you, but can, you can have two. You could have three. <laughs> I can Matt, have two or three. Gonna, we're not going to keep score. And any listener that's keeping score, you're missing the point. I'm a big note taker, and I'm kind of old school, pen and paper. But during any kind of a meeting, I always have paper. And if you're a tech person 
you know, bring whatever your word processing your program is or your little, you know, certainly we have notes on our iPhone. I'll do that. If I feel it's inappropriate to be taking notes during the interaction, I'll kind of finish and go to my car or to the ladies room or whatever and then just take notes. But I try to really get to know people and important things like where they're from and where they went to school and their kids and things that I can see that they're interested in. And then I try to remember those. So listen and then remember and then I try to anything from sending a little note on an anniversary of something or an article about their kid that I see in the paper because they're great golfers or whatever it might be so I try to listen and then I try to remember it and and then people that's what they appreciate most of all I know what their children's names are I know what they do that, that's the good stuff. Yeah, no, you're great at that. I was thinking you always remember birthdays and, you know, people say you do business with people you know, like, and trust. Yes. And so building that rapport and connection. And, and I think you said writing things down. Yes. Um, that's my secret. I just put birthdays and anniversaries on my outlook. It's all I do as a recurring event. And people always say to me, how do you remember my anniversary? How do you remember my birthday? And Outlook. (laughs) That's my plug for Microsoft. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Well, today is Sam Arnold's birthday, our classmate. So I texted Sam to wish him happy birthday. That was very nice. This is your shout out. Happy birthday birthday to Sam. A great doctor. Um, So let's get a little tactical, right? Mm What are sort of some of those tips? I mean, you've given so many great tips for people. Good. I think, yes, if you kind of think about, how, yeah, how do, you, how do you draw the line or how do you spend your day it is, is hard because we all have a finite amount of time. And even if you love networking and you love meeting new people, even extroverts need our downtime and our time with our family and friends. But this is an interesting exercise that I have as a suggestion Years ago, I took my job and I broke down what are my essential tasks that I have to do for my job. And I think we all have that. Again, whether you're a business owner or you're an employee, a a computer programmer, whatever you might be. And then I said, okay, of my tasks that I must perform, which ones are revenue producing and which ones are non-revenue producing. Now that's a little easier for a business owner or an entrepreneur or a, someone in a sales type of role. But again, it could really apply to anybody. You know, what are the, what's driving your growth? Maybe it's your goals to make your program or your benchmark. But I look at what is revenue producing, what is non-revenue producing, and then I kind of overlaid with that, what do I love the most? So what I do is I prioritize the things that I love the most. That's what I put on my calendar first each day, and I do block in time to do that. And then the things that I don't love as much, I still make sure they're covered, but I, I do the things I love first, and then it just makes my day better. It makes me, and again, the things that are driving the business and the revenue and then the rest kind of follow and then I observed that if I really didn't like a task I I jobbed it out I contracted it out I, I, I had a lot of bookkeeping I had to do you can imagine payroll tax and yep. you know all those kind of things and I, I just didn't enjoy that particularly and so I hired a bookkeeper to do all that for me and it just makes me happier and then it frees me up to have more to time to do the things and to, to network with be with who I want to be with Excellent. I mean, there's a business lesson. You know, I, I know you were a uh, graduate of Babson College and so helpful to my son who, who is at Babson College as well, following in your footsteps. 
right there is a business class, you know, in a five minute uh, summary. So the rewind, listen to that again, because I'm going to do that exercise of so I take the revenue generating activities, non revenue generating, and then put the things I like Overlay that. Overlay yes. that. Okay, good. And, and it's actually, I have a team. I have three phenomenal people. I'm going to give a shout out to Stephanie and Taylor and Haley who are on my team. They are the best. And if you do have multiple people on your team, it's a great exercise to have. Look at all the tasks for your business. Have each person kind of say, okay, these are the ones I do. And then overlay which are the ones you love. And for us, it enabled us to build out the team because the tasks that I don't particularly love, my colleagues do and vice versa. And then there was a time where we needed to hire an additional person so you can take that list and just do the things you love and you create this job description of the things that no one really loves and then it's just finding that right person who loves those other items and that's worked out really well for us so it has literally become a way to run yeah. the team as well not just my own personal Excellent. part of it. Well shout out to your team but you did forget two of your team members or is there only one other team member that's very important? My furry team members? Your furry team members. Yes. yes. We have two very good security guards being a financial planning firm. I've got a four-year-old chocolate lab named Hayden and a just turned four-year-old golden retriever British cream named Hunter. Excellent. And they do visit the office a lot, and they take good care of us, and they love our clients. Excellent. Well, when we're, when we're done, maybe we'll buy the furry treats, uh, uh, a little treat over at the uh, market here where they sell some dog treats. So, Matt, do you have any questions that you want to ask? So, Matt's question is, is a tricky one, but also very insightful of... We have a tendency to network with people that are just like us. Or when you walk into the room of the hundred people, you go to the five that you know. Do you intentionally make an effort to diversify your network? I do. I do. I would say I probably start with the people that I know, but I do actually make sure to look around the room and see, okay, who don't I know and who's sitting alone or who does look uncomfortable. And I do try to go up to those people in a very non-threatening way and just ask an innocent question or um, just to introduce myself just to draw them in and, and, and just kind of build a bond with somebody that way. You just never know who you will meet and what Matt was driving at is getting out of your box and learning new things. It's just fun for me, you know, just to see. And, and half the time you end up having someone in common or you have some avocational interest that's shared anyway. So Right, or to businesses, I think often small businesses are afraid to talk to the bigger business to ask them questions and every big business was small once or most business owners have had um, or professionals have had the highs and lows in their career so I think our tendency to either hibernate or stick to only people that are are like us it's really good advice to say connect with different people yes and don't be afraid of your competitors that there there's actually a pretty unique thing about the financial planning industry where even though we are all kind of competing for clients there is an incredible amount of information sharing and best practices that gets put out there so I feel really lucky it's one of the many things I like about what I do but but yeah don't be afraid I mean it's good to size up your competition but nothing wrong they're they're out there probably out on their little island too and so you guys can commiserate on all oh, our supplier issues or our 
issues with getting invoices paid or the, I'm using this new tool and, and share because I think you can you can compete the world is big enough there's enough out there that you can compete with each other in a friendly way but learn a lot from each other too and don't make the mistakes they can help you avoid that great great well I just I want to say go back to one of your earlier points about make a list of your values or things that you're interested in and I love the Midtown Global Market because it's food, entertainment, shopping. Health and wellness. Health and wellness and a global community. So as I say thank you, now we get to go and explore and check out some of the places. I know I'm staring at Sabai Express, which is Cambodia and Thai cuisine. If I turn around, there's barbecue. The smells are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The smells are amazing. And you can find the whole events calendar of the market. Uh, on the Midtown Global Market website. But thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. And just make sure whatever you do with networking, make sure it's fun for you. That's the biggest takeaway is have fun. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.